Welcome to the Simply Home Podcast, where we educate, inspire, and entertain real estate entrepreneurs seeking a casual and practical podcast. We're here to simplify your life and business. You can find growth anywhere. And as long as you have an open mind and take those opportunities to learn, then you're going to grow from it. The easiest thing, too, is just always being in your zone of genius. What you are passionate about and are good at. The mindset shift is drastic. When you're when you're thinking of, I am this person, as opposed to, I want to become, or one day I will be, is, is huge. I feel like a lot of real estate companies have been putting a focus on themselves, basically. I've, recently, we've been putting it on the agents, and that's when our socials have been doing the best. It's become really personal, and we've gotten a lot more traction. Oh yeah. So, you know, for this, this is the first time we've done an episode like this, but we are just going to be talking about whatever, um, whatever's on our mind, any challenges that we're, we're currently dealing with, um, any stories that you guys have from the past week, uh, just a, just a sit down, you know, conversation, a little chit chat, you know, we can talk business, we can talk actually, Sean, I do want to, while it's still fresh on your mind, you just got done with uh, simply launch, which is a training, a two hour training class that you put on what did you what did you cover in that i know you you said beforehand like this is a lot to cover in two hours yeah it was a lot um and it we scratched the surface truthfully but um i uncovered that most people struggle with time management really that was the uh the common denominator and the what is the obstacle between you and your goals and time in some form or fashion um not necessarily uh like uh, not necessarily the availability of time, but just like how are they spending it? I guess was the question like, <clears throat> or was the issue? I, d- I don't feel like I have enough time, or is it that I don't feel like I'm doing the right things with my time? Uh, feeling like not enough, just not enough time. Primarily, yeah. Which obviously goes back to you got to create time by stopping doing things that are wasting time, yep. and um, go from there, and it, it, then it gets. From a macro level, it's easy. Macro, you look and you go, all right, well, I got to stop wasting time by getting rid of you know, Facebook or Instagram or the amount of time I'm spending on those things. But then on a micro level, if you have gotten rid of those things, you have to start looking at how do you create more time with those things already gone and you have to buy yeah. time generally. And it has to start yep. with home things like cleaners, house cleaners, landscapers, et cetera, yep. to buy that time. Um, and then you have to buy other time at work by hiring assistants or whatever else. And so it's just a, it's a process, but right now we have a lot of people who are newer to real estate who are trying to figure out how to create time and aren't necessarily at the point where they are committed enough to their futures to take the appropriate actions, like deleting a Facebook app. Like that seems Mm. like. Like you're like, cutting off an arm like career at suicide. that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not like it, Facebook itself is not a time suck. The act of going and scrolling through the news feed is a time suck. Yeah. The yeah. Facebook itself, you can it's go on and post a post and leave. Yeah. But that takes discipline. <laughs> yeah. And it's not something that most people are, are comfortable with, really. And then, of course, you have to have the conversation of discomfort. And discomfort <laughs> is where you belong. Mm. Um, but discomfort isn't something that people want to experience. So, you know, just a lot on the drive to work today. I was thinking to myself, cause I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about the, the, the role social media plays 
And I thought to myself, I was like, okay, well, I'd love to be able to just completely delete my account, completely <laughs> go off the grid. I fantasize about that frequently. Like life would be so much better. Mm -hmm. God, no kidding. But also it's a great tool for business. I'm like, okay, well, how do you run it? So I was thinking like, okay, hypothetically, if Simply Home deleted the socials and we just had, we, we had to market without socials entirely. Are you trying to get rid of my job? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, we have other plans for you. <laughs> um, so like, what does that look like? How do we, like, if you were to, how do you be as successful if we would like went all in, you know, it's just billboards. It's just uh, like local events, like grassroots Truthfully, stuff. I think it would freaking work probably better. Honestly, I, honestly, just from the amount of word of mouth we've had with new agents joining us, just yeah. from when I was doing onboarding, how many people I heard from this person, how well y'all were doing this and that. And I'm not saying we're perfect, but I feel like we're really onto something. And yeah, agents were... Agents were noticing. For sure. And, I, and not that we have to get rid of media entirely, yeah. but like, I don't know. I, I thought about it. I, I was like, okay. I, like, I really think it would be, I'm, I'm a big advocate of if everyone's going one way, you go the opposite. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with that type of an approach, I think truthfully, you'd have remarkable results in my opinion. I think I'm it's been cool with the socials though. <laughs> instead of, I feel like a lot of real estate companies have been putting a focus on I don't, themselves basically i recently we've been putting it on the agents and that's when our socials have been in the, doing the best mm. it's become really personal and we've gotten a lot more traction i guess you could say yeah yeah i agree yeah just it's good but i do think we should do the local county fairs Dude, I've thought <laughs> so many things. Sponsor a pig. It. Sponsor a pig at your local. Okay, but I love a good local fair. FFA. Fair food, is, I'm there for it. So if y'all oh, need man. a. I like churros. Those qualify, right? Dude. No, what are the. Oh, funnel cakes. Yeah, fair, funnel so cakes are good. Churros. Yeah. When we went to. What was it? Universal Studios back in the eighth grade. It was my brother's senior year. We ate churros for breakfast every single morning. And that's. What? I haven't had Don't a churro. Don't they have a churro, churro cereal, it. though? Mm -hmm. No way. I think they have a churro cereal. Wait, a churro is like the like the longer stick thing. Yeah. Uh, we have ice yeah. churro ice cream. It yeah. just showed up in my it's freezer. Really good. <laughs> just showed up. Magically. No, like I, I know. <laughs> cough, cough, Le Kayla. Legitimate. <laughs> she's she's gonna hear that. Um, no, we were gone on vacation. We came back. It was in our freezer. Oh, whoa. Was someone house sitting? Uh, apparently. <laughs> I mean, we had people that would come and like feed the animals and such, but Aww. nobody that we know of stayed <laughs> I there. I can't go down this topic right now. <laughs> so that's fun for you. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a ring doorbell? We have, have considered one. We just set, okay, so we just set up cameras because we had somebody break into our neighbor's house and I immediately got paranoid because <laughs> like... I didn't know you had a neighbor. You have a neighbor on each side. Well, neighbor on one side is it, the house is vacant. And we have a neighbor on the other side, but he's got, got yeah, I'm not worried about um, anybody getting his house. He, he wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> he's, <laughs> bang, got bang shrimp. he's got measures in place. So, but the, alarmingly didn't see anybody coming into the house, but yet we have ice cream. So, I mean, that's a hell of a burglary. Yeah. Just walk in and leave <laughs> some churro ice cream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's reverse burglary. Very dangerous, but also very positive. I think that would, that would bother you more than the actual burglary. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who comes to this house? It's almost has. as bad as the pay it forward line at Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> vomit. 
<laughs> at some point, somebody's got to be like, no. <laughs> uh, what was the total again? 19? No, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'll take my free. I'll take my $3 drink. <laughs> right? Appreciate it. <laughs> so I, um, I went on vacation last week. Congrats. Brag about it. Brag about it. I'm going to. Here's Flex on us, bro. Bags. Flex. Dude, it was exhausting. Uh, uh, they usually are. Yeah, kids had a great time. Good. But I brought six books with me. So ambitious. <laughs> he read <laughs> negative six books. He forgot what he read in the Dude, last six. I read 30 minutes that entire trip. It was, I was like every day I'd wake up and I'd see those books laying on the table and never got to it. I even posted on my story. I'm like, I brought all these books. You know, I'm so excited about this. So that's my that's concern. Impossible. So I leave tomorrow. I'm back next th Thursday. Yeah. yeah. And I have all this flying I've been doing and I have all this study of 47 pages of PDF that I have to like memorize for my tests on November 1st. And I have this like big ambitious goal of like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to freaking study while I'm sitting on the beach. That's not going to happen. Like no. I already know it's not going to happen, <laughs> but by God, I'm going to tell myself that it's going to happen. It's bad. Miller had several exams. He was still in school last summer and he was doing school on the beach. Like, he was at the top of the beach house taking an exam. Oh, man. It was not fun. He f he did really bad. That's the worst he's ever done on a test. <laughs> and I don't blame you. If you can see the ocean, you're just not going to do well. Oh, yeah. You just... See, like, I don't want to be down in the sand at the water. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I'll do fine, except we're staying on a house oh, in wait. the sand on the water. <laughs> wait, you don't want to be in the sand. I thought you meant like just studying on in the sand. No, like I, I he just doesn't want to be. In the <laughs> yeah, I, love the I would beach, rather be in the, the sand in the ocean. <laughs> That's fair. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I think I got burned out on the beach. I mean like between family trips and then like when we were, when I was down in Fort Lauderdale so much, mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, cool. Like it's always the same. But Whatever. The last couple of years it's been all business for you. So this time be able it to has. unplug and like, actually let it be a fun beach trip you might i'll try you might actually enjoy the beach um, <laughs> <laughs> he's horrible. um no last time so last time we did a family trip um we went and bought a uh, kite <clears throat> for the kids and i had this thing like all the way up like just all you know like when you hit the stops like yep. there's no further that, that thing's going it's like way up there the little lines all curved because it's so high <laughs> and um Something we Nicholas and I were doing something stupid that we shouldn't have been doing as usual, and <laughs> we hit it in the freaking line cut, <gasps> and the kite just goes flying all the way across the island, and we're like driving down the road, and we see our kite wrapped around the power lines. Oh no! <laughs> I was like, oh, that's fair. Cool. Seems like something we would <laughs> do. Got it. There's a there's a story here. <laughs> what beach are you going to this time, Sean? I'm sorry? What beach are you going to this year? Dauphin Island. That's y'all's place. Though. It's my mom's place. Okay. Let's clarify. Um, I like places that have actual restaurants you can eat at um, <laughs> and, you know, That's things fair. you they can do. Uh, yeah, you can't, like, you can, I you think can you can rent. oil rig. You can, yeah. You can rent a boat, I think, maybe. Um, and you can take the ferry to Gulf Shores if you want dinner. <laughs> 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 and then you have to eat fast so you don't miss the ferry on the way back. Do you guys like doing it's the, when you're there, do you like doing the water sports, like kayak or paddleboard or anything like that? I mean, I don't like anything with physical activity, so I, I'm good with like pushing a motor up. That's good. I've done it a few times. I really enjoyed paddleboarding yeah. and kayaking. Is that the one you stand? Have, yes. Yeah. I love it. Miller 
hated it. He was so bad. It was every time he tried to stand up, it makes me laugh still. It was so infuriating for him. <laughs> and I'm up here just loving it. But I, but we have kayaks at home. So a lot of times when we go there, if we don't bring our kayaks, we're not going to, we're not going to pay 50 plus dollars yeah. to ride a kayak for a few hours. But we just got rid of our kayaks because we found mice in them. In yeah. Oh, nice. A few weeks ago. I was like, let's clean it out for you. Just and there's some spiders. Them. What's the difference? Well, I did. And oh. you wouldn't believe how many <gasps> baby mice floated up. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> I was, I said, just throw it away. I said, Miller, we can buy new ones. We don't need those anymore. For free, someone just take them. My sister's <laughs> boyfriend, and they wanted them. I said, you do realize what was inside of it, right? He knows, and he's okay with it. But Man. he's in college, so he's fine with the free That's kayak. That's wild. I, um, so going back to the time conversation, my biggest struggle about all of it, vacations, but specifically this one, is we're driving. Oh, that's so fun. Oh, d- Fun? <laughs> Me and we have different definitions of fun. <laughs> Seven hours and 20 minutes on the GPS, which for sure means 11 hours with pee breaks. Oh, yeah. 100%. Food I don't breaks. have kids, though, so for me, it's a pretty straight. Yeah, but your bladder's the same okay, size. So the last time I drove, <laughs> when I drove to Dauphin Island about a year, a year and a half ago. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The worst thing that's ever happened. It was happened. two years ago. It was a year and a half. It was last summer during covid Oh, if time's flying and going slow at the same time. <laughs> well, I was on the way. I left at four in the morning so I could get to my friend's batch trip by like 12 o'clock. Um, and I get a text at 7 a.m. from my husband that says, did you need this? And I saw it pop up on my watch. I have learned several songs. I'm really enjoying my life. So <laughs> I see this message come through. I'm like, what could I have forgotten? Uh, open up my phone. It is my entire bag. All oh. I have with me is um, <laughs> alcohol and batch trip paraphernalia. I'm just going to leave it at that. And I had to turn around. Luckily, Miller met me halfway, and I called John. I was like, <laughs> I'm crying. But, I yeah. S- was it 2020? It was 2020. It was May of 2020. I was pulling into Mount Juliet, and I swear I was pulling in to meet Cause you someone had a crazy who was story. flying to Napa. That day. Uh-huh. I thought that was 19. Anyway, whatever. You I had, had a crazy, crazy story. You had had a crazy night before. So you were oh, telling me your funny life, story. Yeah. I was telling you mine. And I was sobbing at the same time. So <laughs> that's the last time I went to Dauphin Island. I didn't get there till four. Ouch. 12 hours. 12 hours. And you're not a podcast guy either. So I, no. I just throw on a pod, podcast yeah. and that occupies my brain while I'm driving. So my problem is um, my music isn't really kid friendly all that much. <laughs> So, like, if the kids are in the car, um, I try to listen to my music, and then I get a look about, you know, four cuss words in, which is generally 25 seconds into the first song. I was going to so, say, like, within the uh, first 30 yeah, minutes of the drive. and so I get the look, and then it's like, okay, fine, I'll turn it off. And then, like, you're just in a bad mood the rest of the trip. Um, <laughs> and put some earbuds and then I'm in. like, I'm driving. It's illegal. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I think it is. If you have hear through, just hear. Put the hear through on. I don't want to listen to all that. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Um, no, but really we will legal. throw on a uh, you know get the iPad and throw a movie on for the kids or something. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just I'm dreading that we, part. We have an old school DVD player. Oh, Whoa, DVD player. That was the, the best. Seat, the seat back DVDs. No, the 
No, no, no. The like the, the one, it folds. It folds oh, like oh, it's oh. a little portable one. Oh. oh, you have the portable. You don't have the kind that comes no, out. The top. No, no. Mm, my mom had that. Yeah, it's a nightmare. You're about to have a full <laughs> oh, yeah. 65 inch LCD in your so dashboard, but you can't watch it while you're driving. Oh, you can't. No, that you sucks. can only turn on Netflix when you're uh, when you're parked. Oh well. Why would you need that in your car if you can't watch it while you're driving? That's what I'm saying. That's horrible. I used to FaceTime. It steers time. for you, drives and for you, mm-hmm. yet I can't watch a movie. Do you still have to do the water bottle trick? Or you the jab the water bottle onto the steering wheel so it'll actually auto-drive? Oh, I don't know. I haven't tried that one yet. What kind of car did you get? Uh, Model 3, the Tesla Model 3. Oh, wow. Yeah. Miller really wants a Tesla. That's all he talks it's about. so much fun. Instead, we got a 2013 Honda Accord, so that's probably what no, we should Ultima. have done. Okay, so <laughs> have you guys heard of Lucid? No. Evidently, the CTO of uh, Tesla went out and launched Lucid, and it's like 560 miles per charge and like a whole bunch of really dope tech. Um, is, truck, is that the one that? It? Huh? Is it a truck? A truck? No, I don't think so. I think some of the electric t- trucks look awesome car. though. I was just talking. So we've got uh, some agents that are about to join us and I was just talking. He mentioned Lucid and I was like, what? I've never even heard of this. And like the little talking points he told me were pretty dope. I was like, all right. I think it's one where he, Elon Musk actually said in, in an interview, like, are you worried about their, you know, they're, they're advancing, they're getting a lot of money. And he says, just no. Have you, have you looked at them? <laughs> I think that's if it's the same company. Yeah, uh, I think they raised two bill. Really? <clears throat> well, I mean, being the CTO of Tesla, you probably have a lot of influence. I'd imagine. You would think. Sean's on his phone. No, I'm looking it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we could have just never known. Um, actually, I do want to talk about the time management thing because you mentioned that when you don't like early on your time is filled. You can get rid of things that are mm-hmm. unimportant or not productive. But at a certain point, you can't get rid of things. I mean, you can, but you have to establish, okay, what is more? That's when you're like, okay, what is more important? You have to prioritize the time. Like they're all important, but which is most important. And sometimes you just have to like, be like, okay, I can go a couple hours less of sleep every night. <laughs> and that's what the mornings for me, I used to be, so I used to be like a night owl. Every night I'd be up until my most productive hours were from like 11, 11 to three in the morning. That's when I got the most work done. But when you have, uh, when, when I had kids having to get up early and like one hearing everything that's going on in the morning, I'd always wake up also to like giving help to, to Kayla in the morning needed to do that. So I've been trying to like get up earlier. And I did really well. I was like getting up at like 4.30 in the morning for the longest time. I mean, it was like almost a solid year of getting up 4.30 in the morning. And going to bed at 3. And going to bed. Going to bed no. <laughs> that was, no, that was with the, the VR company. That yeah. was, yeah, yeah. That was terrible. Um, but no, going to bed, I would go to bed at like 9.30. Mm. But like you, you lose time with like I, lost, I was losing time with with kayla because the kids go to bed at 7 30 we'd spend two hours together we watch like a show and hang out and she'd fall asleep and then <laughs> we have like 30 minutes of me just sitting on the couch so sometimes you just have to change yeah yeah change. you do 
But, but you can't do a sudden change though. Like you can't go from oh, like well, waking up at seven in the morning to waking up at four thirty because that's yeah. gonna last like twenty four hours and then you're done. Yeah, and you're gonna sleep in the next day and you'll your body's never change. You. Yeah, um, it's like working out. Like I worked out two days ago. Don't ask. And you did? Go strong. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, I know you're very active, though. Like you go on, you, you are active, but like worked out. <clears throat> yeah, I worked out. At home, or do you have a gym? I work out. Sean has like three gym memberships. I, want I do. To know. I, I hope <laughs> they. He's had them for several years. I'm gonna cancel all my cards. Um, no, so I have the Argata, the row machine, um, at Dude, my house, and I, I did my 20 minutes two mornings ago. I haven't really been able to breathe for two days because my back's so freaking tight. Um, oh, if your back's tight, you're not rowing. <sighs> what? I'm rowing the way it tells me to row. And it looks good in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> or the window. The window. Not, I don't have a mirror up there. I just have a window and I see my little reflection. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look at that form. Look at that form. <laughs> um, no, my back hurts. Uh, I think I'm rowing right. I just think I'm so freaking out of shape that okay. my whole body I'll hurts. I'll give it to you. Mm brutal anyway uh point is i i got up earlier to fit the row because Paige shamed me for not following my schedule the last week or two um <laughs> and so i'm like all right like i need to get back on my schedule and get back on my my time management but i personally have found that when i struggle with time management the best thing i can possibly do is get back on a workout routine Mm -hmm. because whether you're going to the gym or you're going to CrossFit or you're on your regatta for 30 minutes, whatever it is, the only way you see a result is if you continuously cause pain in a consistent manner and then you get to the result. And discipline in business is the exact same thing. The only way you get to a result is consistently taking action through the pain to get to what you're trying to get to. Um, and so when I struggle and I mean, every, everybody does, but when I struggle really hard on the, um, the discipline in my business and the discipline with my time, then I, I force myself to start working out. Um, and I notice a very, very clear improvement in every aspect of my life. There's a, there's a quote by <laughs> Tim Ferriss. It's, um, oftentimes the most, the thing that you are avoiding the most is the thing you need to do the most. Oh, for sure. Like, like that's the, yep. if you need to identify what you need to do next, yep. do the thing that you don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when it comes to your schedule, when you guys are like planning out your schedule, are you a like down to, cause I've done it both ways where it, you plan it down to like 15 minute segments and 30 minute segments. And I've also done it where I blocked like, Hey, this, this period of time, these two hours, these three hours are these type of activities versus like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. What's, yeah. what's the, I what's think the it depends combo? on, I think it depends on the week or it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. If you're just working on a project, then I think it's good to, to block that. If you're a new agent and you're getting into time blocking, you just need to generalize it with income producing, non-income producing. Um, if you need more specifics of like during non-income producing, I'm going to spend 15 minutes checking my email. I'm going to spend, you know, 10 minutes responding to texts. I'm going to spend the next 30 minutes responding to the phone calls that I missed. If that's, if that's kind of how that person needs to operate, then that's great. Um, but for me, I think it depends on like just the specifics of the project at the time allocation. Yeah. 
Yeah, the deep work. Normally, I block out the the deep work portion. That's usually when it's like writing, editing, all the creative stuff. That that all gets it's all a flow. Yeah. It's just kind of wherever it wherever it takes me in that moment. Yeah, and I think there's um, you know you hear a lot of talk about uh, everyone's circadian rhythm and mm -hmm. like where everyone is. You know, some people are more creative during X period of time or more mm -hmm. productive during Y period of time. I think if you get kind of in tune with that, then it's a lot easier to kind of structure the day around X. Yeah. Um, you also you know, need discipline to eliminate, eliminate the distractions to allow that to happen. Yeah. I find, um, I, f I generally find that I'm more creative in the afternoons. Mm. I was about to say me too. Um, and more like analytical in the mornings um, for whatever reason. But then sometimes I get in the shower and that gets totally <laughs> shot to hell. So I don't know. Um, I also find though, sometimes I have to trigger that side of my brain back, the creative side, because you get yeah. so locked into analytic side that you go, man, I got writer's block. I got this, I got that, I got whatever else. Um, and so like, I'll look for that trigger and sometimes the trigger is like a walk in nature. Sometimes the trigger is picking up a, a guitar or playing a piano or whatever, but something that like really helps that creative just kind of come back to life is something that I think is imperative that people stay focused on um, because it's so simple to go heavy one direction or the other and you lose that that balanced approach towards everything frankly um, and so if you kind of take that that approach and just if you're if you're stuck in creative land you need to maybe kind of mm -hmm. trigger analytic mode every now and then and vice versa. I think it could also be, um, I think that's needed. I also think that if you're, if you are creative or if you're in a creative flow and you hit that block, the most important thing is that you keep going. You have to push through the block. It doesn't matter if what you are creating is less than or subpar because you don't have the inspiration there. You have to be able to work and create without inspiration. Like that's going to happen. Now, the work may or may not suffer, but I found the the best way for me to overcome that is to change the medium. So if I'm writing, I switch that over to editing or photography or, you know, whatever it is, I change the medium. I stay in the creative flow. I'm still creating, but I'm just changing the medium to allow, you know, inspiration to flow into a different, different thing. So, and I think that's the difference between roles. Like your job is to be creative. So you right. have to push through the creative. Mm. Um, my job is almost to be more analytical and then I have to have those moments of creativity for vision. Right. Um, and so like I have to like trigger it, but if I stay in creative, I'll never get anything done Yeah. Um, because it's so easy to go big picture, go, man, this is what we're working toward. Get all super excited. Uh, truthfully, the, the best thing to do is take that moment, go big picture and just get fired up and then pivot back into pr productivity mode. Um, but one of the things we talked about earlier is busy versus productive. Oh yeah. Like I wish people would talk about that more because everyone wants to brag about how freaking busy they are and they're never productive. Like be productive. Yeah. What's the, uh, it's efficacy versus efficiency. Like you can be efficient in doing something that's not important. Yeah. But being effective means that you're working on the right things. Yep. So what do you do for time blocking, Swai? Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so little. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I just don't really do a lot of 
time blocking. Um, right now, I'm just heavy on the socials, and so sometimes that looks like sitting on the socials for two hours periods and then yeah. moving back to email and then going back to the socials. Um, so there's not a lot of crazy time blocking I'm doing right now. I was listening to you guys talk and I'm like, that is not how my day looks. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys know, like with planning the events and just random things that I do here, a day for me looks different every single day at Simply Home. So it's hard for me to plan a yeah. consistent schedule every single day. Um, but I love it. I like things looking different every day. Um, I was going to ask you that. There's a consistent inconsistency, if that makes sense. Like a yeah. organized chaos, which I like. So that is where I'm at. Um, check back in a couple years about the time <laughs> blocking, and I might <laughs> might change my mind on that. But for now, I'm loving not having any time blocking. When she has kids, yeah, time yeah. blocking should be a blast. Yeah. So in a couple years. <laughs> dude for real like kids were the was the biggest thing that got me to like really kick in like yeah a disciplined schedule yeah because you don't have that and i have that freedom right now and so i don't want to like i know it's important to have those things but right now it's not called on my life and my husband's yeah. in school so his schedule's always different with him being in different clinicals and so right now we have the freedom to kind of have random whatever and i can go work out at a random time in the day and if I'm feeling like I'm in a slump, I'll just go work out and I'll come back. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's hit these socials. Let's do this. In it. Well, if you can't manage a dollar, you can't manage a million. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I watched the Dave Chappelle thing last night. Oh, you did? I did. I've just seen the headlines. Seen oh, yeah. No, it was actually... Uh, once you walk, when you watch all the way through, there's this super touching story at the end. And, um, yeah, you just have to watch it. Just watch yeah. it. <laughs> I think so comedy it's is an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, well, so I respect comedy in the sense of that comedians have the unique ability to talk about major issues, non abrasively. Most of them. Like I love it, it's comedy. It's a nuance. Yeah. I love comedy. Um, one of the things that he, mentioned in his thing was uh he had been accused 16 years ago of punching down on people and he said that somebody had sent a tweet out that said um he doesn't punch up he doesn't punch down he punches lines and that's it like he's not he's not like condescending towards any particular person right. or class of people um, it's just a simple, like everyone's fair game. He makes fun of yeah. everybody, which is what comedy is. Yep. Make fun of everybody. Yep. Um, but anyway, it's interesting to, to watch. I was listening to an interview with Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And they were denouncing his celebrity -ness, That one. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. He came out denouncing his celebrity -ness. Oh, I know he has a, he, he, so Shaquille O'Neal was very, or not, he's not bitter, but he did, um, when he was DJing, he's been DJing since he was like 17 years old. But when he first started getting like big time DJing and they put him on a celebrity circuit, which is like, you know, people don't think much of celebrity DJs. So he had to put in some time. So he's a little bitter about that, that they put him on the celebrity circuit, but he's talking about in the game, how him and Kobe had like this bad blood, like public bad blood relationship, but it was like big brother, little brother. And it, it was all for marketing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's all he do. And he talked about smack talking on the court. Like he didn't care who who you were. Like he was gonna he yeah. was gonna test you. Like Mike Tyson. You know, he was like the stare down. Like I'm gonna know 
after how you respond to this, if I've got you or not, like yep. I know immediately. And uh, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> just a but rabbit hole you chase. Just, yeah, just going down the rabbit hole. But I think it was, um, oh, punching in straight lines. Like it's not um, with the relationship with him and Kobe. And like he doesn't look at the person across from him any differently, no matter who, what the name is or like who, like I'm going to, I'm going to smack, I'm going to bad talk you the whole time. Yeah. That's my thing. Like my thing is very much, uh, why can't we just be respectful towards everyone? If we're going to make fun of everyone, let's make fun of everyone. If we're going to, uh, if we're going to take it too seriously, let's just not. Like, I I guess I struggle with, and I, I struggle quite a lot with wanting to like destroy people's lives over their opinion or their words or whatever the case may be. Um, and it's just, it's disheartening, I think to me to see people go down that path of just like this whole cancel culture thing of, I don't like what you said. Your words hurt me. Therefore I'm going to string together an attack to make your life hell. I don't get it. I heard a really interesting theory about that in that in today's one of the side effects of a very prosperous nation is that you run out of things to be afraid of. Yeah. Because the, the fears of like, what am I going to eat? And the fears of um, like, is there a creature in the woods? Like, is there something that's hunting me? That fear doesn't go away. It gets replaced. So eventually you have to start fearing something. And that's when there's no physical threat, you, your brain starts to make up threats. So the anxiety that comes along with hearing things that you feel are harmful, even though they're not, your reaction is, is that of this is deadly. Yeah, it's fair. It's, um, I've also heard uh, people who get into a comfort zone that create drama. Like they create drama because they're accustomed to a level of drama, but now they don't have it. So they have to create it. They mm-hmm. create problems out of nothing in order to like feel this sense of whatever that they're feeling. How do you think people like that? How do you, how do they get out of it? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, if you had to give anybody advice, it felt like they, they had anxiety from the, 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 oh, well, Maybe maybe I shouldn't ask this question. <laughs> I have a feeling I know what your answer is. Um, yeah, you know. I the- mean, ultimately, I think people people fall into that pattern. In my opinion, people fall into that pattern because they've lost their vision. I'm so glad you said that's that. it. Yeah, yeah. And the reality is, they need to get clarity on their vision again. Yeah, I feel like all I do is on this podcast is talk about clarity of vision, but it's so freaking important because if you lose that then what are you going off of? Yeah. That's your map. So if you lose your map, how the hell are you going to get where you're trying to get? Yep. You're going to feel lost. You're, you're not going to confused. You're yeah. Gonna, yeah. And then you're going to feel anxious towards the fact that there's no X, whatever X is. Maybe yeah. it's drama or feedback or obstacles or, or, or fears, whatever. And then you create it. Mm-hmm. And then you end up in this cycle of like, Oh, well, you know, I'm busy. I'm fighting for X. Set fight or flight. But are you fighting for X or are you on a hamster wheel jumping over the same obstacle every three weeks that you create? Ooh, I like that analogy. Mm. Swy and I were talking about this before the podcast. Um, I have, so I have a really close, like one of my best friends um, and a couple of family members who all struggle with anxiety and depression. And specifically, like it's been manageable up to maybe the last 
you know, five, five to 10 years. And then stuff starts to get, and I was having a conversation with my friend and I was asking him like, what do you, um, he got in very self-destructive thoughts. Um, it's like there's these constant, uh, well, self-sabotage. He was, yeah. he would sit there and go down the what if trail. But I think, um, we had the same, the same, when I was asking these questions, I was like, why do you, why do you feel this way? Like, what is it? If you were to let, like write down everything you're anxious about, first of all, you're going to realize, okay, what of the, what of these things can you, or can't you control? That's the first thing. Identify the things you can't control, then move on to the things you can't control. And even those define your fear. What is it you're afraid of and scale and rate it? Is it a 10? Is it a one? Is it temporary and painless or is it permanent and deadly? Most of the time you'll find that lands less than five. But the things that he was really concerned about all had to do with like, I don't know what the next step is. I don't know how I can help here. I don't know what you have to define your purpose. Like you have to define what your goal is, what your vision is, make everything else align. All you have to worry about is getting one step closer. Don't worry about the goal in the future. Worry, like have that as your vision, but translate that into what is it that you do today? What can you do today that's one step closer than you were yesterday? Yeah. Fear comes from not knowing. Mm -hmm. So like if you don't know an outcome, you don't know what comes next, you don't, con you don't know any of those different things, that's where fear is housed really. Mm -hmm. um, and the more people are knowledgeable about something, um, the less fear they have towards it. Like I struggled with major anxiety for like crippling anxiety for multiple years. Um, and like to the point that I could barely go out in public because I had like this constant like social anxiety of I'd mm -hmm. go out and I'd feel claustrophobic or I'd feel the stress of the room or I'd feel this or feel that. But really the root of it was I have a fear of death period. And so because I have a fear of death, I have a fear of the unknown of what death is. And I was feeling psychosomatic symptoms of something that led to me feeling like I was going to experience that. And so I was like crippled. I couldn't. Um, but fear comes from just not knowing something. And like, you know, people fear another person's opinion because they don't want to know the facts behind it or they don't listen to the person's story or whatever the case may be. Um, and instead of like taking time to try to understand something, it's just easier to say, no, I'm, af I don't, I'm afraid of that. Yeah. My grandmother was the worst. <laughs> she would not get in a car after dark. She would not get on an airplane. She would not, she would not, she would not, she would not. And at the end you're like, what? This isn't even life. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, you got to live. You got to like, mm -hmm. just face it sometimes. Like, I don't really like flying airlines. But I do because sometimes <laughs> that's the only way you're going to get there, right? I mean, just suck it yeah. up. Um, I don't know. Fear is a great motivator. It's a very it powerful be. motivator. It can, if be. It's it can also be a huge inhibitor. Yeah. It has to be directed in the right way. Like, and it's all, I mean, it's all a matter of framing it the right way as well. Like you could have a fear of. Is that a dog? I think it's a dog. <laughs> I think Weller's in I the office. I hope it's Weller. Weller here. <laughs> He's the cutest little oh, Weller. boy. <laughs> Come back, Weller. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, I also heard you talking, um, you were talking to Flavius this morning. Uh, I think I heard you mention the, um, the days until you die poster. I saw the uh, ads yeah. on Instagram mm -hmm. 
And oh, great! Have you have you seen those before? No. Oh, it's a visual representation of the amount of days you have in your life based on how old you are. Based off the average life expectancy of a human being, which is 84 years in the U.S. So essentially, and we have this actually in our training packet (laughs) when Kyle and I filmed it. Remember? Yeah. 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 We were like, how do we spin this to be positive? (laughs) Yeah. Because it's real hard. It's real (laughs) not positive. Um, But essentially you take your, the number of, uh, no, what Flavius liked about that one was it was weeks. Oh, that's right. And mine is, um, the one that we have is months. Essentially you take the number of months that you've been alive up to this point, and then you subtract that from the number of months that goes into 84 years average. And you are supposed to then on your post-it note or whatever, put in your like bathroom mirror that there's like X number of months remaining to accomplish X. Sweet. To avoid, (laughs) to avoid being on your deathbed and regretting Mm-hmm. life choices, laziness, whatever. Um, and yeah, it can be a motivator. I can't look at that or I would be bedridden it's with so anxiety. See, too, yeah. That stresses me out a little bit. Yeah. It stresses me out too. Like, yeah, I already feel like I'm on a conveyor belt that I can't get off of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to speed that conveyor belt up with fear, right. unnecessary stressors. We need to make a meme of Sean on an, on, on a, <laughs> <laughs> on a, conveyor, belt. On a conveyor belt with this, a chat bubble says, this is fine. <laughs> Bless it. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, this was, this was a fun little first episode, a little chit chat. We'll yeah. talk about we covered a lot of topics. Um, it's gonna be really fun writing the description on what this episode's about. Chitty chatty. Who Chitty. knows what this is about? Just put um, episode about Dave Chappelle, and it'll get a lot of clicks. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna be so confused, like two years from now. Like what? what? Why Dave Chappelle? <laughs> awesome. Where's Ja? <laughs> well. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, again, this is uh, Kyle Mann. We're joined by Sean Mike you, Swy, and we have Grant, our producer. People are going to be like, what up, G? Swy? Oh, Swy Armstrong. Sarah Wiley Armstrong. Swy, Swy. Swy, Swy. Swy, Yes. Um, but we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Peace. Hey guys, it's Swy. Thank you for joining us this week and we hope you got some useful information and we made your day a little bit better. If you're interested in joining the movement of realtors getting their time and life back, check us out at joinsimplyhome.com on the browser, at Simply Home on socials, or in the description. See you next week.